Hello and welcome to Cop Fusion. I'm your host Param and you're listening to Cop Fusion. Liverpool suffered a heavy 7-2 defeat just a couple of days back and to be honest as fans we are still not over it. It's uh, it's been two days. It's been two really really long days. Some of us are still working on believing what exactly happened if it was a dream or were we playing our reserve team or maybe the under 18s against a prime side but the truth is that we literally lost to Aston Villa by 7 goals to 2 with Roberto up front with Salah on the wing also had Van Dijk and Gomez partnership followed by Robertson and Alexander Arnold's covering up the wing for us but um, I think things just didn't work out for us or it was Yes we we did get unlucky I'll I'll be very honest we did get unlucky in number of occasions I think there were like three or four chances that were that ricocheted they were they were just taking shots from wherever they could and they there were just so many deflections of but then again that's not an excuse for the kind of poor performance like Andy Robertson said in his interview that we never won the second balls we never won the aerial duels they wanted to win more than us and it was quite right to be honest because Aston Villa didn't park the bus at half post half time in the second half when they were already 4-1 up they literally went for it and that shows that you know there are some loopholes in our starting 11 or our tactics and to be very i mean kudos to Aston Villa to figure out our weakness and to exploit it in a very very ruthless fashion and And, and I guess that's about it. I think that's that's I I just cannot stop giving Aston Villa that kind of credit because it wasn't just because it was our fault because a lot of people lot of uh, because a lot of teams play against us and they do not have it in them to you know be that offensive. Not even not even the European giants have that in them to be that offensive against us. For some reason, Aston Villa played with heart. They played with passion. They play played a very very strong game against us and they won. so hats off to them and i'm definitely not going to take anything away from them but then again we are going to talk about liverpool and how things have just turned sour after a very impressive performance against chelsea and even even against arsenal to be honest i mean yes we have lost three games out of four against arteta however one of them we had like two we we gave away two opportunities and they scored a goal they were literally defending 95% of the game not even 90% of the game the second one again was penalties the third one again was penalties so it's not you know i'm i'm really not considering those games it's to be very honest it's very insulting to be defeated by arsenal um and it it's just because that we are obviously the more superior team and we click and unlike them we do not just you know stay put and park the bus in our own box for like what 70 odd minutes and then somehow come up with a victory at the end of the game so that's i think that's the sheer luck you just cannot talk about you know arsenal dominating liverpool or anything like that however this isn't about arsenal obviously but i was just trying to state a point that you know we were playing good it's not that this was this this uh, this huge defeat was coming or you know any of our fans saw it coming obviously that's just not possible because no one could imagine that this liverpool team can let these many goals from a team like aston villa i mean with all due respect to them they are not a top six team unfortunately they are at the moment in the premier league table but you know what i'm talking about so to sum up liverpool's defense 
obviously questions are being raised at Adrian for you know not being the suited keeper or not being the perfect partner for for Allison and making silly mistakes again and again he did it against Chelsea he did it against a lot of other teams as well however the problem is that this this defensive issues has is not is not just because of this season or just because we have won the premier league and we are um you know we just have given up that you know we are settled with the title win and we don't want to go again obviously that's definitely not the case we know our players we know our manager we know our club if that was the case we would not have signed someone like diogo jota or thiago for i mean we literally signed thiago for god's sake and that's to be honest i think in the past at least in the past two decades we have never signed a player in his prime or a player greater than thiago alcantara i think thiago alcantara has been the greatest signings liverpool has made in recent years and there's nothing and i mean obviously i'm all praise for fsg on that unfortunately he wasn't available for the game uh, but definitely there is an impact that has him in the dressing room so i think everything then boils down to one factor that um the team has somehow either lost concentration or has become overconfident that you know they can achieve anything and everything they want they can play against side as they like without any consequence which obviously was proven wrong in the villa game and like i mentioned earlier it um, people talked about you know how adrian was to be blamed but to be very frank i don't think anyone else had a better game apart from mohammed salah and andy robertson i think they they played superb they had a few chances of themselves kasala scored two goals of course i think i think roberto firmino also had quite a few chances he missed a few and he he didn't take a couple of chances as well and i i i just don't understand that to be very honest because um he is our center forward and he is supposed to be taking those shots taking those risks like like the ones he took against manchester united unfortunately that goal wasn't counted but but you know that 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 strike force that we need we do not we cannot just rely on our wingers at salah and mane and obviously we need bobby when it counts and you know he did the he did the miracles he did score that second goal against atletico he did score against chelsea in the last game of the season he also did obviously score that goals again goal against psg in a very memorable fashion so it's and these are just to name a few that on top of my head that i remember being the very very crucial goals to be honest so so there's no question about bobby i think the question is about the mentality um because it's been quite a few games now um when you talk about players like adrian roberto firmino you can i mean you can take in nabi kita as well but uh, he has shown a lot of form and i do not think it's fair for fair to him to be judged on a single game because it's a collective issue moving on from nabikita i think uh, there's a lot of blame game that has to be taken <clears throat> moving on from nabikita i think there's a lot of blame that has also to be put on our defense that's um, virgil van dijk and joe gomez um i do i, I do miss matip a lot i think he i think he really changed a lot of things for us although joe gomez has a good record playing for us with with his clean sheets and the wins but he has been making a lot of mistakes regularly his game against arsenal and chelsea were obviously amazing he i think he played a really good game and and for sure he deserves a starting place but i'd also like to point out that there's um our defense has been exposed a lot of time it was exposed in the atletico game it was exposed again now it was exposed during watford it just that i think we have not learned our lesson and we have just taken it as a one off game that okay fine we lost the game we come back again we do this again which is good 
the thing i think the mentality is good the mentality has to be there you need to keep pushing you need to keep being uh, attack minded obviously because this liverpool we are not any other random club who goes on crying about not having enough players not having enough signings but we also have to talk about the negatives that uh, recently have been exposed in our team and that specifically in the defense and it's not just the midfield it's not about winning the midfield let's face it we have a different strategy of uh, of uh, playing from with with the long balls from Van Dijk to Salah Van Dijk to uh, Mane from Trent to Mane Henderson to Mane Henderson to Robertson and there are, there are just so many different options that you know these guys give us so it's not about who's dominating the midfield because let's face it we play more on the wings than from the center so let's not get into that uh, discussion as of now because you're talking about changing the whole dimension of the game the way we play so to be honest that's just going to be a really stupid argument so let's just focus on the real errors which is our defensive line if you may have noticed um last year during the norwich game when we scored f- we we won the game by 4-1 by the way but even during the first half and even in the second half be it counter attack or just normal there were moments when norwich could have scored goals they could have you know if they got if they scored all the single chance all the chances that they had if norwich scored all the chances they had the score would have been 4-4 i'm i'm not counting the chances that we have missed i'm just counting the chances that they could have had so the score would have been 4-4 and for a simple reason because they did not have the quality attackers that we had in that game even though origi started my point being that it's not something recent it's something that has been going on for some time now and no it has nothing to do with um, you know blaming a particular player or, or um, questioning the tactics i think it's something that has to do with um, i think it's something that has to do with the mentality i i do feel that at times that our defense takes things really casually and we underestimate our opponent um let me let me just come back to the atletico game again uh, if you noticed when when the first and the second goal was scored in the away game at anfield what you'll notice is we were tracking back even though opposition the opposition had the ball even though the opposition had the ball you know our defenders we we had decent numbers i mean it's not like you know you, you had three atletico players coming on a one defender no that that was not the case but i i do feel like that the positioning and the way we defend has to change a bit uh, the same issues we we have had dis- defensive issues you know we have had defensive issues with set pieces i think everyone knows about it how nervous we have been with corners with uh, long free kicks and it's it's been very very difficult and i think this was about 2 3 years back it's it's very recent it's not that it's quite old so we have had our issues with set pieces and that's that's basically something that we have worked on and this also again is something that we need to work on because you cannot keep on tracking back an opponent and invite him into your own box and and you know just give him a chance to go down give away a penalty and especially you cannot do it against manchester united to be very honest given i mean their record with penalties you just cannot do it against them so this is i i sincerely hope that this game was a wake up call for every single person including klopp because you cannot defend the way you are defending when you are 4-1 down you cannot have a high defensive line you need to protect your defense yes you want to attack yes you want to score more goals but then again that cannot come at a cost of um, a ruthless and vicious counter attack that can hurt your chances to win the game and which uh, which apparently aston villa did they 
came on in the second half they scored the first goal it's not you that we scored the first goal it wasn't 4-2 it was 5-1 so i mean in all fairness i think it's not just about the it's not just about the push that villa had and or the desire that they had it that they wanted to win the game more than us it's also about that we didn't learn from our mistake then and there why is it so difficult for us to why are we so arrogant or why are we so arrogant and why are we so stubborn to not realize where we are wrong and what we are doing wrong if there is a high defensive line if you are seeing that you know the offside trap isn't working then as a captain it's van dijk's duty to push the line back it's not like see aston villa do not have the quality that liverpool possesses it's as simple as that they know it we know it every single one who watches football knows it right you do not have to put your team at risk with the high defensive line and always playing from the back you can leave it to your wingers you can leave it to robertson you can leave it to trent alexander arnold and you can have a defense a defensive line of gomez van dijk and fabinho there are a lot of ways that we could have just handled the game and we just didn't do it to be very honest because i mean we know we are stronger in our wings and that's something that those opportunities we should have taken we should have overlapped we really should have played more not more direct balls i i, I must say but then again we should have been with playing with more intensity and more determination especially to win second balls especially to win aerial duels um to not lose the ball obviously and to give the ball and to pass the ball quickly and not just wait for two or three aston villa defenders coming around and to you know just steal the ball away from you that's just not the case aston villa do not have a champions league to look at aston villa do not have a champions league game that's coming up and they are not worry about it we do we have cup competitions that are coming up and we have to understand and we have to realize that there are clubs and there will be players who can attack us and who can run faster than us beat central or beat on sides personally i'm a bit disappointed in joe gomez and van dijk both i'm i'm not going to blame gomez because i think he had a really really good last game and he was superb it's just that i'm i'm just not able to digest the fact that why are we tracking back why are we allowing any opposition player to overlap or to enter our own box and giving the any player with possession of the ball an opportunity to pass the ball in our in, in, in to pass the ball in our box it's completely it's it's just unacceptable it's just unacceptable and i don't i really think that that's something that we need to work on because if you see uh, how van dijk uh, was positioned during uh, some of the goals of aston villa you know i and it's not just um Aston Villa to be honest it's just been a few games now that I do not find Virgil Virgil anywhere near a potential cross or the attacker and I'm really I'm I am disappointed in that and because it's not I mean we're not talking about the pace of Adama Traore we're talking about players who are not as tall as him we're talking about players who do not have the kind of pace that he has we are talking about players who are not who who cannot win air, aerial duels with him who are who do not have the strength like him so obviously there's there's something there's something going wrong there's something there's some sort of miscommunication happening here because i understand van dijk has to arrange the defensive line but at the same time it's also important to defend so i'll rather have him come out and close the ball um than him just standing in the box and just hoping that the ball comes anywhere near him or whoever he's marking and it's 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 just that it's 
and I've seen a lot of time that he is there in an empty space. He is trying to prevent the cross priest, trying to prevent any kind of through balls, which I obviously understand. That's that's very clever. And that's why he's there in our team and that's why he is the best defender currently. But there are some occasions that demand him to come forward. There are some occasions that demand a dominating defend defense from him. There are some occasions that demand a dominating defense from him. And unfortunately he hasn't and unfortunately he hasn't stepped up in those occasions in a few matches. I'm I'm not going to slant him. Obviously there's there's no defender better than Virgil van Dyke at the moment and as simple as that. But we are lacking. There is something wrong there. There is something wrong either between Gomez or Van Dyke, either between the responsibilities or the markings or there is obviously something wrong i'm we're not going to get into the detail um, we're not going to get into the tactical details at the moment to be very honest because this this um because this podcast is uh, it's more of an emotional because this podcast is more of an an emotional reaction than a tactical analysis so i'm i'm not in so i won't be getting into de- any <clears throat> so i won't be getting into any kind of details regarding the tactics because to be honest i i don't think i have it in me to watch the game again the whole game again it's really it's really really hurtful and it it just kind of it's just something that you know you you watch if you want to end up in depression or you want to be depressed about something because that's how bad the game was and i know there have been really unfortunate incidents in a game there have been deflected goals and everything i i completely get that but it's just that the scoreline is it's not a small scoreline i mean if it would have been a 4-2 defeat i i may have taken it i mean maybe even 5-2 i would have okay fine you know i would have just recovered maybe in a couple of days but but 7 7-2 is you know it it just speaks a lot it just shows how the opposition got in our heads they literally sized us up they saw our weakness they exploited it and they did it time and time and they did it again and again throughout the game they literally made us look like kids not the champions we did not look like champions we did not play like champions there were a lot of chances that were missed i think i i could still remember the overlap between um, jota and vinaldo when uh, nabikita pass them the ball and and uh, Diogo Jota was supposed to score or Vinaldum was running into kick the ball and none of them you know none of them made any contact with the ball so that was highly disappointing and that's something that should not happen you know there has to be communication from Vinaldum if he's coming from behind and he wants to strike the ball then obviously he has to make the call especially when you are down and I'm not going to even talk about the penalty decision that went away because let's face it it's not the first penalty decision that has gone and again we are not Manchester United so uh, I- I'm sure that you know the referee or the VAR has his own reasons for not giving Liverpool another penalty which they deserve so they can you know they can keep their reasons and they can shove it wherever it sticks for them i couldn't care less i'm not going to go and cry about not having given a penalty because like i said it's not the first time it's not the first time that we have scored it's not the it, it won't be the first time if we have scored a goal and it's been given an offside when it wasn't an offside so so yeah let's let's just leave it at that let's just leave the penalty incident at that um that's just how it is just don't care anymore i mean we are liverpool we fight for wins we fight for every single thing on the pitch unfortunately like unlike some other clubs we are not uh, 
you know gifted by luck that we strive on luck for a top six finish every single season we we just fight every single game that's what we have been doing you know even when we have sold our best players we have always fought and we will fight again we, we will obviously fight again the fans will be there behind the players 100% will be behind Klopp 100% it's just that as a fan as as a Liverpool supporter you, you just feel for the players as well to be honest it's not just about the fans it's uh, it's obviously shocking you know a lot of fans are more worried about you know what kind of twitter bashing will happen when uh, or what kind of twitter bashing will happen among the rival fans or some or whatever or whatever social media nonsense people come up with these days uh, with the memes and everything so that that's perfectly that's okay i think um I think if we make fun of them 50 times a week I'm sure they can do that once in 3 years so I think we can obviously give them a moment especially Everton I think uh, it's time for them to come out there come out of their caves and finally have a moment uh, because obviously it's not going to last longer for them let's face it we are Liverpool and there are only two teams in Merseyside that's Liverpool and Liverpool reserves there is no Everton so yeah to to sum up to sum up really a uh, difficult weekend I mean it is it's just been a crazy weekend it's uh, i mean from manchester united being thrashed 6-1 by tottenham at their own home and then you know liverpool getting beaten in this fashion it's just uh, you know it's it's a seesaw of emotions to be honest obviously we do not care about you know how their defeat has been going and we don't want to focus on them um at this very moment i think we should be more concerned about ourselves the way our team is and the way we want our team to be and i sincerely hope that our defense sorts itself out i sincerely hope that klopp notices the loopholes that we have been creating and and for some reason the offside trap hasn't worked especially for teams who set up like aston did and even atletico did and even watford did that night so so those those three games are uh, really the ones that we need to learn a lot from I think the players should really dig dig deep into themselves and find that winning mentality again. Obviously as fans we are right behind them man. And as fan is so hard on us. I I just cannot imagine how hard it must be on the players who were there on the pitch who just wanted the final whistle to go and just end this nightmare. It's going to be so so difficult for them. Um I think it's the first time that we are literally glad that there's an international break. again a senseless international break with a global pandemic happening and some useless international games which are unnecessary just they just need to be played for some goddamn reason which is unknown to mankind and i sincerely hope that no one else no no other player from any other team or anyone else get the shitty virus it has been a really really crazy 6 7 months for us as fans it's been really tough for the players as well it's been tough for a lot of people and we just want this nightmare to end to be very honest and we sincerely hope it ends for us on and off the pitch our players are back our fans are back um the world is back to be honest so yeah that's that's my first uh, heart to heart with you guys i think it's uh, it's been a really emotional uh, podcast this one i never intended to do any emotional or or a candid podcast but i i, I just cannot uh, i'm 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 literally with a straight face for the past two days um it's, it's been very rare that i have smiled because to be honest i'm still in shock with the defeat it's it's just unbelievable it's just not i think the next day when i woke up i think i slept around 3 or 3:30 in the morning and the next day when i woke up and i was just hoping that it's not real unfortunately it was so 
I think we all are facing. Maybe that's why you are still tuned in and you are still understanding. You know what what we as fans are going through. So thank you for your time and thank you for listening. It's it's really been an emotional week. It's been an emotional roller coaster to be honest. I mean because just a game prior we were literally sitting laughing and just making jokes around and then this happened. So obviously as fans you know we don't have a say. I mean and why would we? we have a manager for that right uh, the players are mature enough the players are winners they are they have won basically everything so they know what to do so i sincerely hope we bounce back uh, next up is everton they are on top of the league at the moment and they look like a different team for sure i'm not going to underestimate them but i sincerely hope we make a strong statement away to an ancelotti side especially everton and we get rolling again and we get rolling again you know heavy metal football that's what we do We're Liverpool. So, all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been a pleasure, and thank you for listening to this very candid session and a very personal session from my side. We will be back. We will be back for sure. It's only a matter of time. We have an international break, and uh, it could not have come in a better situation at the moment. I think the players also will cool off. So, we certainly hope to see them back in their best of form, and and sincerely hope to make a statement against Everton. This is your host Param signing off. Thank you.